Hi, my name is Yao Futsulabi and welcome back to The Haymaker, the podcast that seeks to tell Ghanaian sports stories distinctively and give meaning to the greatness of yesteryear. If you're listening, thank you. If you're listening, let the world know. This, this, this is The Haymaker. Is The Haymaker. The Haymaker. The Haymaker. On this episode of The Haymaker, we are looking at Ghana's biggest rivalry, Accra Hatsavuk and Kumasiya Santikotoko, a fixture with a glorified past threatened with an unsettling future. Ghanaians have been football lovers ever since a group of young boys at the Philip Kweku Governmental Boys School in Cape Coast read a March report from the Times newspaper, so good it left them spellbound that followed, the head teacher of the school formed a football team. They called it Excelsior and it became the first ever team formed on this land. The year was 1903. At that time, football was mainly played on the coast where the Englishmen had settled. In 1911, however, a group of 11 men agreed to form a football club. The club was formed in Swalaba on the 11th day of the 11th month in 1911. The date, the time, and the number of men who formed it made it simply poetic. They called it Accra Hatsavok. In colonial times, Hats of Oak meant a lot to the indigenous Ga elite. It was a club formed in their identity and one that had the emblem of what it meant to be from the capital. Hats of Oak, as their motto Never Say Die suggests, has always dwelt in the ability of not losing hope by any means in games. When the British used football as a tool to unite Ghanaians, it was hearts at the forefront. I fell in love with Hearts of Folk because I was born into it. I had a family that were diehard Hearts of Folk supporters. You know, they really, really loved the club. I stayed in a community where we had players playing for Hearts of Folk, players that had played for Hearts of, Hearts of Folk. Steven Tonado Apia, still just two streets away from him, went to school with his sisters. I even went to school with Edmund Copson, who had won the Champions League with Hearts of Folk in 2001. He was called Jensen. I'm sure a lot of Hearts of Folk fans will remember him in, 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 in midfield. And then also, I even shared a war. With Chasalote, he was part of the team that won the, the, the Champions League with a crowd of folks. So, look at the community that I was born into. They were diehards of folk fans, and that is where the love for the club started from. Well, um, I'll say it starts with the fans. Very passionate, I mean, and a very, very strong attachment that the, the fans have for the club. And I've always held the view that for any club with a traditional base, it's your fans that make the club. The history of Asante Kotoko, however, is interesting. The club evolved many times before it settled on its real name. 
The formation of the club can be traced all the way back to opening Kwesi Kuma. Kuma was a driver in the colonial days to Colonel Ross, an English army officer of the then Gold Coast Army. On one of their trips to Accra, Kwesi Kuma watched a football match between Accra Hearts of Oak and the now defunct Accra Standfast Football Club and was delighted. Hearts won that game 2-1. Kuma knew then that football had to come to his state in the hinterlands. He bought a set of jerseys, went back to Kumase, and with the help of his friend Lawrence Yawasamwa, formed the Kumase Rainbow Club in 1924. Two years after the formation of Kumase Rainbow, the name changed to Ashanti United. Other clubs were formed in Kumase around the time, like the Evertons, Royals, Never Miss Football Clubs, and the Highlanders, but Ashanti United always reigned supreme. In 1931, Ashanti United changed to become the Kumase Titanics. In the years of the Titanics, the club did not achieve any meaningful success, so they switched the name again, this time to Mighty Atoms in 1934. In 1935, however, JSK Frimpong, a teacher at the Kumase Government School, suggested a name change from Mighty Atoms to Asante Kotoko to signify the official symbol of the Ashanti Kingdom. But it was not until the then Asante Hine, Nana Ajiman Prempe II, had been consulted to obtain permission to use the name. Asante Kotoko, no, no. The club's motto, Kuma Pema Apembeba, signifies the bravery and resilience of the Asante Kingdom. Membership of the club was originally limited to only Ashantis and the Inzimers, who had a special affinity with the Ashantis because of the roles they played in the great Anglo-Ashanti wars of the 19th century. So what makes Kotoko so special? Jerome Autry is former editor of the Kotoko Express newspaper. You can't even express it sometimes. You, you only get to know how it feels or what it means to be a Kotoko fan when the team is playing. Sometimes you decide to tune off because you think the team is not doing well. And you 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 tell yourself that, oh, I'm over and done with them because the performance is bad. And by the time you realize that bad performance, you are still hooked into, in, into it. And they go to a game they don't do well and you don't feel right. Meanwhile, you say you are over and done with them. Kotoko means a lot so much to me. Uh, for me, it's a club that is forever going to be on my heart. The love and the support I got from the fans was amazing. The fans really loved me because uh, they showed me so much love in so many ways. I could feel the love and the support from the supporters each and every day. You heard the voice of former Kotoko goalkeeper Felix Annan who won multiple league and cup titles for the club. Much of what Accra had Suffolk was in the early 1920s was what Asante Kotoko became. Kotoko took on as the primary club of the Ashantis. The club 
has the soul of the Asante kingdom. In the early years, after they became an institutionalized club, they wanted to do things differently. This idea of doing things differently is why they became the first club in the country to play in football boots in 1951. They played that game against Cape Coast Majestics and won 5-2. It was this rat race that led the two clubs to be so competitive. It wasn't long before a rivalry was born. What makes this, this rivalry really special is that it isn't forced. We've seen several rivalries in sports that are forced by narratives. This one was natural. You know, the history about the way these two clubs were formed. Hearts of Folk now still remain the oldest club, but Kotoko was formed because of Hearts of Folk. You know, when Hearts of Folk had been formed and were doing well in Accra, it was one of their games that caught the eye of one of the founders of Kotoko. He went the, all the way back to Kumasi to then form his own club. Now, when Kotokonan became a force, Hasafuk were dominant at the time in, a, in the regional competition when they held in Accra. Now, when it became a national competition in terms of football, then it was Kotoko and Hasafuk. Kotoko wanted to overtake Hasafuk. And so the rivalry was very natural. And, and when you even go back to history, the first game that these two teams played, it didn't even end because the fans were angry with the outcome of the game. So, the, so a brawl happened before the game could end. It was then abandoned and rescheduled which Hartford went on to win. But on the return leg in that season, Hartford were champions already by Kotoko Standem. So the rivalry starts from there. And, and because Kotoko represents, for the Ashanti Kingdom, represents something significant for them. In defeat, it's, it's unthinkable. And for Hartford, because of the pride and the history behind them as well, for Kotoko to beat them, it's practically unheard of. The rivalry between Hartford and Kotoko, for me, has been very good for both clubs. In the competitive sense, it has pushed both clubs to the limit to achieve the success that they both have now. I'm sure has to look at what Kotoko, you know, back then had done in, in Africa. And, you know, let's go and do better than what they did. Kotoko say, you know, as a folk have won the league uh, six times consecutively let's try and see if we can match that effort as a folk are winning the fa cup let's also go there and and, and do it so one of the major benefits has to be the way it pushes both clubs to competitively to be a fan of any of these two teams means doing it with all your heart lifelong accra hearts of oak fan david tete understands what this means we were the ball boys those days when they say you're a ball boy you are standing along the touch line when the ball comes, they pick. So, so and the TV had just come. Uh, uh, most, some homes had TVs. Mm. So, so we, they would see you on the touchline. Mm. And I remember one time, uh, hearts uh, were down. And my, when I came home, my dad said, Ah, you. They, they have scored you when the ball went off the line. Instead of going to pick the ball, I saw that you were you were so angry you, you, you refused to go and pick the ball. <laughs> you refused to go and pick the ball. So those things that happen go to the studio. And we're living in Tema. Mm. So we will, we will find money for transport to Accra and then go 
and watch as ball boy at, on the touch lines and things like that. So, so th uh, th uh, that's how we got more involved with hearts. Uh, we, we got involved. We make our own selection for the, uh, for the next game and think that uh, and hope and, and think that the, the, the coach should use our selection. You understand? If we didn't use our selection, we got angry. And when next time we went to the uh, training grounds, we got, we got upset. We wanted to complain to the coach. Yeah. The 70s were the best years for both clubs. And the time David fell deeply in love with his club, Accra Hearts of Oak. Kotoko won their first Champions League trophy in the early 70s, taunted Hearts on many occasions, and that began the Hearts' dominance of the 70s. The Phobians had a special crop. They had built their team around five men who became known across the continent as the Fearsome Five. Led by Mohamed Polo, they rattled defences and mesmerised many. The others among the five were Peter Lamte, Mama Aqua, Robert Hammond, and Anna Seydoux. Those days, uh, has had a very solid forward line, mm. and the midfield too was fantastic. Peter Lamte originally was, I think, in Olympics or something like that. Mm. Then he 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 joined uh, Hearts, and I remember the first match between Olympics and uh, Haas, when he had moved to Haas. Mm. I think he scored against Olympics. And, and we were singing all about Peter Woolley. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Woolley, Peter Woolley, you understand? The quintet qualified hearts to the final of the CAF Champions League in 1977 after a game that became known as the Miracle of Elwak. Hearts had lost 5-2 to Indola of Zambia and looked all but out of the competition. The game came to Accra and Hearts won 3-0, going through on the away goal rule. They eventually lost the final, but that squad have a place in African football folklore. The growing love for Hearts of Oak in the 70s was in many ways orchestrated by the club's legendary ex-chairman, Tommy Thompson. He was so involved in the club that in 1976, he proposed formation of cells for fans in different suburbs of the city for identification. He called them chapters. That was also the birth of the musical Chapter O. Club House of Folk is, and this is for me without contest, the only club in Ghana that has a repertoire of songs that ring from the stands anytime the team is especially performing. I mean, we have our club anthem, uh, we've got a club hymn, uh, and then we've got what I call, you know, long play uh, versions of songs that we use to encourage the fans. And any supporter of football, any football fan in this country would agree with me that when it comes to music, when it comes to the, 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 the lyrics, it's hard to folk. Beyond the football, 
The songs have given the club an incredible number of football fans who throng the Accra Stadium every match day to support their club. The Super Clash, as the game between the two teams has become known as, is the pinnacle of rivalry, passion and razzmatazz in the Ghanaian game. The fixture is often prone to hyperbole. Everyone just goes over the top once it is time for these two to meet. This level of passion comes at a price though. Ghana has had two stadium disasters in her history. One in 1978, where 15 people lost their lives after a wall collapsed from a stampede, and then another, the worst ever the continent has ever seen, in 2001, where 126 football fans lost their lives after the police fired tear gas into the stands to quell chaos from irate fans. All two disasters had the two teams playing against each other. Asante Kotoko's glory years came in the 80s and a time when they dominated the fixture. Kotoko had gone on to win the CAF Champions League, had become one of the most feared teams on the continent and were just bulldozing their way past teams in the country. With a sprightly Opoku in their fold, Kumasiya Sante Kotoko felt they could beat anyone and they had a great deal of success in those years. The 90s, however, were the renaissance years for Accra Hearts of Oak. They won league titles, smashed goal-scoring records and were simply unstoppable. Much of their dynamism on the field in the 90s, they carried into the 2000s and the dominance continued. The Hearts team had everything. Flair, passion, brilliance and hard men who could defend as though it was their last day on the pitch. There was Ishmelado, Emmanuel Osekufo, Charles Taylor, Bernard Dombote, Jacob Nete, and many more. They also had a coach who was brilliant in every sense, the late Cecil Jones Atukwefiu. 17th December 2000, yes, and every Asafolk fan surely remember that day and that date. That was when we defeated Esperance de Tunis 3-1 at Sports Stadium to win the CAF Champions League. I quite remember, you no. Know, in the first league, Hasafok won 2 1. Ishmalado and Imano Oseku for scored in Tunisia when you, we, we won 2 2 1 against Esperance. And then the second leg, the team had to train at the art center, which was their training ground preparation for games. Atamels came there, the ex president Eating Mensa was there, Nia Yibonte, formerly called Tommy Okan, who is now the Bessie Man chair. And then after training, the players came together and then Eating Mensa made so rest in peace called. And he told them, you know what, you guys are going to score in the second league on, 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 on Sunday. And we're like, wow. On the day of the game, 83rd minute, 89th minute, Emmanuel Sekufo scored. And then the 90th minute, Ishmalado also scored. And I was with a friend who was like, wow, 
no need it to hear meaning what it is said has come to pass. As much part of the rich tapestry of this fixture as the voodoo and superstition is the sort of passion that engulfs the game every year. And in the 2000s, it had all of that. There's one game in that time that typifies this. The Confederations Cup Final of 2004. But the best game has to be the Confederations Cup Final. Uh, honestly speaking, I won't say it is the best I have seen both teams play in terms of the quality of play. But if you look at what was at stake, CAF had introduced a new club competition, the Confederation Cup. We call it the Virgin Cup at that time. And you look at two Ghanaian clubs going to the finals of the Confederation Cup for the first time with the trophy. When it was that the Confederation of African Football um, set up the Confederations Cup, the CAF Confederations Cup as a second tier or second level tournament, the first final of the Confederations Cup was played between two Ghanaian clubs, Accra Folk and Accra Vars, Kwanzaa Santi Kotoko. Again, House Folk became the first club in Africa to win the CAF Confederations Cup, and that, for me, again, talks about our uniqueness. Kumasi Asantikotoko had taken the lead in Kumasi before Hearts equalised in the dying embers of the game. Then penalties came. Kotoko's Edmond Uswansan had missed the third kick. Hearts had scored all four and needed their captain, Amankwa Mriku, to score, and then he did this. Final kick for the four games. Should they score? Hearts would have lifted the... 204 there was delirium in Kumasi, but it was so short-lived. Kotoko captain Joe Hendricks missed in sudden death and hearts won through Michael Donko. and Michael Donko scores! Hearts are the champions! That game is a forgettable one for many Kotoko fans the world over. It is not a fixture they are happy to talk about. Hearts beating Kotoko on their own turf to win a trophy they ever so wanted. It was tough on the porcupine faithful. Presently, the game has shifted. Hearts and Kotoko have not made the group stage of the CAF Champions League in more than a decade. Hearts have won one league title in the last 12 years, but they have still kept the rivalry going. This can be dangerous! It's a goal! Justice play! Kotoko up by one go to zero! The Samuel years sparked a different level of excitement around the fixture. If I'm using the junior team for Hazel Folk, Kotoko cannot score me. If I see the way Kotoko shaped up, I just made reference to Otunfo's uh, re re rekindled interest. And when a king of his stature comes out and says that he has so many things that he does, there's so many things on his mind, but the one that has always given him worry and concern is Kotoko. You can see that he's ready to fix it. And when Otunfo is going to fix it, it means that they are going to rise to a certain level. You can see the infrastructure. Again, that's part of the rivalry. The Kotoko guys to say, Shenya, what, what does Kotoko have to show? House of Folk supporters, teasing Kotoko supporters, container, FC. 
Kotoko, in a bid to get closer to the fans and take a page from the Hearts leaflets, set up porcupine tertiary in schools across the country to help nurture a fan base in the early stages. Much of the singing and chanting about the Kumasi club these days come from them. It is easily Ghana's biggest game, the rivalry that transcends generations. The two clubs have won the most titles in the land. Hearts on one side have won 21 league titles, 11 FA Cups, 7 Ghanaian Super Cups, 1 Champions League and 1 Confederations Cup. While Asante Kotoko's trophy cabinet has 23 league titles, 9 FA Cups, 4 Ghanaian Super Cup trophies and 2 Champions League titles, the last they won in 1983. Competitiveness that knows no bounds. It is bigger than sports, deeply rooted in geopolitical and cultural foundations. It is a rivalry that potentially dates all the way back to 1826 when the then Asantehene Osei Yawakoto led his troops to attack the Gans in the Katamanso War. Every Ghanaian football fan loves their music. So here is former managing director of Accra Hearts of Oak, Neil Armstrong Motagbe, singing one of his favorite heart songs. <laughs> Thank you for making time to listen to us again on The Haymaker. This episode was produced and presented by me, Yao Fusulabi, and edited by Joseph Agri for the Gold Coast Report here in Accra. Yeah.